Oh 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Take a look and you'll see A world so full of confusion You know Hashem did to guide you when you smile We hope for that day Our belief in our survival How lucky we are Chosen by you, just by you. Masecha 
It's been so plain for all to see. Open your eyes, you'll realize my Sefahashem. Now wake up, Yisrael. Look around and you'll see. It's that eternal plan. It's for us, can't you see? And though we feel this pain, that special day is almost here. You are a Jew, it's all for you, Masecha
ילדותך. הפשטות והתום, זיכרונות שאיתך הולכים לכל מקום. בית אביך ואמך תמיד תישא איתך ולא תוכל לשכוח משם תשאר עוד כוח מחשב מסלול מחדש
Good morning and welcome everybody to another amazing and incredible week of programming. <laughs> we're, we're already in our midst, in the midst of our week of programming. Began on Saturday night, continued yesterday and continues this morning. And on Monday as we head back to school and back to work here at JMNAM. It's Monday morning and this September the 11th, the 16th anniversary of the terror attacks on New York City, Washington and Pennsylvania. The 20th day in the month of Elul, the year 5777, Tufshin and Zion, but not for long. The brand new year begins a week from Wednesday night as we get set for uh, Rosh Hashanah. Unbelievable. Hard to believe that Rosh Hashanah is right around the corner, but it certainly is. Um, let's see here. So many things to do. So, so many things to talk about. Uh, you heard Machar. You know why we did it. Uh, reliving some of the moments of last week when Mordechai Shapiro really brought one big collective smile to the face of um, Houston's Jewish community. Um, e- even those who weren't there for the musical performance heard about the gesture and heard about the um, the gift that was given to... Uh, Adults and children alike in the form of Mordechai Shapiro coming and uh, and performing. 
and it was much appreciated by a lot of people, as we mentioned during uh, Friday's broadcast. It was really something. Uh, to our friends down south in Florida, southeast, as uh, compared to the um, south-central part of the United States, our thoughts are certainly with you. It sounded like um, power outages were a very, very big concern in terms of trying to uh, trying uh, in terms of people trying to uh, plan their return to the Florida area. We hope everybody was able to uh, make it through the storm safely and soundly. That's for sure. So Mordechai Shapiro with Machar, a song that we adopted as the uh, official tune of the uh, Jewish Unity Initiative 5777 to Houston, Texas. Gershon Varoba had an Israel. Maslume Chadash, it's brand new. Avremo, Shlaimi Gertner had Hu Hativ. Masach Hashem, it's our Monday morning theme song from Mayor Sherman. And Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. JM and the AM again on this 16th anniversary of September the 11th. Observances, of course, in New York City and beyond all through the day. And our uh, thoughts with those families who suffered terrible losses on that day. We're getting to the point where there are people in this audience who uh, don't even recall that day, frankly. Yeah, that's true. So it's important to keep the uh, memory alive of those who um, of those who were murdered, and in addition to uh, to insist that everybody remember what the enemy has done and continuously wants to do to freedom and democracy. Six thirty in the morning. It's J.M. in the A.M. Good morning, everybody. Later on, one of the uh, Premier Kosher Wineries is going to be represented in the 8 o'clock hour. And our friends at Nefesh Benefesh have arranged for Rabbi Golden to join us. He is getting set for a uh, long-anticipated, no doubt, Aliyah, and we'll speak with him coming up 8 o'clock hour here at JM in the AM. Plenty more happening. Keep it right here, everybody, and thanks for listening in. Don't forget, you can comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away on this Monday morning as we continue. This is a... Um, This is a brand new selection from Mordechai Ben David. Oh, the hell? 
שצריך להתגבר מאוד בכל כוחות הליאות. אך שומח תומית, אך שומח תומית. שצריך להתגבר מאוד בכל כוחות הליאות. אך שומח תומית, אך שומח תומית.
בהר ציון, לא ימות לעולם ישב, בוטחים בשם כהר ציון, לא ימות לעולם ישב, בוטחים בשם כהר Thank you. 
Mordechai Shapiro, uh, one of the uh, key members of the Jewish Unity Initiative down to Houston, and I thank him again. He and uh, Surly Goldstein, great job down there. Uh, with Kim Alachav, you heard Harim Saviv done by Avi Peretz. That's brand new. Arye Kunstler's Azja Shir. Yismach Melech with Shlomo Katz. Yaakov Shweki in there with Ach Sameach. Mordechai Ben David with Cole. Hanishama. Monday morning on the September the 11th, 16 years later, remember those who fell, remember those who were murdered by the enemy in New York, in Washington, Pennsylvania, on September the 11th of 2001. It's day 20 in the month of Elul, getting closer and closer to the brand new year. Our thoughts are uh, certainly with our friends, relatives, and um, communities down in Florida as they are in the aftermath of, um, of Irma. Not sure exactly where the uh, rain is still falling and where the wind is still howling, but uh, it is moving through the state and heading up to to, uh, Georgia. Praying that everybody down there is able to stay safe during all of this. Go to OU.org, by the way. Don't forget for the uh, Houston uh, Houston Disaster Relief Fund, and I'm sure the OU will uh, and many other organizations will be supporting those in need in Florida as well. No doubt about that. OU.org, of course, with all the information regarding all that. Um, want to uh, want to acknowledge the uh, beautiful tribute to Uncle Dave Weinberger, ES15, um, whose yard site is coming up on Erev Yom Kippur's first yard site, uh, recognized last night by Hatzalah on the Lower East Side for his incredible career of service and dedication to the community. Felt so good for uh, Aunt Hetty and the entire family. Uh, with that beautiful tribute last night, Eshikach to Hatzalah of the East Side, from all of us here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Galaitzal in the background, we'll do our news from Israel coming up. Don't forget you can comment on our app, you can always comment on our app, and we would hope you would. Go to the NSN, NachumSiegel Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Mazal Tov to President Ari Berman, the brand new president of Yeshiva University. Beautiful speech yesterday and really a lovely ceremony. Was watching it on the live stream. 
Beautiful presentation. Congratulations to our Rabbi Dr. Ari Berman, the brand new president of Yeshiva University, officially as of yesterday. Galetzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday's next. Boker Tov from Jamie. Galetzal, Ashash Time, Khan Shibel Karmi Mansour, Imashakore Akshav. חשד לפשע תג מחיר בשומרון, כתבתנו בשטחים, כרמל דנגור. כתובות נעצר רוססו הלילה באזור המחצבה בשומרון, ונזק קל נגרם לרכוש. המשטרה פתחה בחקירת המקרה. קיים חשד כי מדובר בפשע שנאה על רקע לאומני. סגנו של מזכ"ל חיזבאללה, נעים קאסם, אומר היום כי ראש הממשלה נתניהו לא יעמוד במלחמה נוספת מול הארגון, ולכן אינו פותח בה. עדיין נשמע אל קאד אל-עסקניין, כולם עם ינסחו אינו, קד יקון הווה לוואקע, אהוון עלינו, מן אנחוד מערכה פאשילה, חלילה נוסבור אקטר, ורקם נעדב נסתעד למוסתקבל. שמעתי את ראשי המערכת הביטחונית בישראל, כולם מייעצים לו לנתניהו, שעדיף להתכונן לעתיד במקום מלחמה כושלת נוספת. כך קאסם, ידיעה שמסר כתבנו לענייני ערבים, ג'קי חוגי. לאחר ששר הביטחון לשעבר, משה בוגי יעלון, אמר בסוף השבוע כי דמם של בני משפחת דוואפשה ובני משפחת הנקין על ידינו, לדבריו, תוקפת את דבריו חנה הנקין, ששכלה את בנה איתם וחלתה נעמה, זכרם לברכה, לפני כשנתיים. היא שוחחה עם יעל דן. דם על הידיים שלנו בגלל הרצח של הילדים שלי. הדם הוא על הידיים לא של איזה תא שהם שוחרי שלום, אבל תא שהוא התארגן לרצח וביצע את הרצח. הלך לעולמו בגיל 70 מיכה קירשנר, מצלמי העיתונות הבולטים בישראל. קירשנר, שנאבק בעת האחרונה במחלת הסרטן, עומד מאחורי סדרת התצלומים המפורסמת מהאינתיפאדה הראשונה וכן צילומיה של המשוררת יונה וולך עם גבר כרוך בתפילין. הצלמים, אבי גנור וורדי כהנא, ספדו לו בגלי צה"ל. למיכה היו צדדים אדירים של יכולת אנושית ביצירה, והצד הפרטי האנושי שלו יכולנו רק להיכנס דרך עיני התכלת הפרובות שלו, ומדי פעם ניתן היה להציץ. מיכה באמת היה מבשר, והיום הנכון להגיד את זה, שהוא היה המבשר של הצילום המגזיני החדש בארץ. הוא היה מורה נערץ. יותר מאלפיים חיילים משוחררים כבר משכו את הפקדונות שלהם בסכום של למעלה משמונה מיליון שקלים במסגרת מבצע להשבת כספי פיקדון של משרד הביטחון. כתבנו אריאל סיגלר. כ-340 אלף בדקו את זכאותם באתר מבצע פיקדון 2000 של משרד הביטחון, שקורא למי שהשתחררו או סיימו שירות לאומי בין שנת 92 לסוף שנת 2000, לבדוק האם נותרו לו כספי פיקדון שלא מומשו. 2,105 משתחררים גם איתרו כסף שלא מומש, בסכום כולל של 8 מיליון ו-300 אלף שקלים. שיא כל הזמנים בכניסת תיירים לישראל בחודש אוגוסט, כתבנו לענייני תיירות, גל חן. מספר התיירים שנכנסו לישראל בחודש אוגוסט האחרון גבוה ב-20% מבחודש אוגוסט אשתקד. מדובר ב-253,000 תיירים, מתוך 2,300,000 שהגיעו מתחילת השנה. שר התיירות יריב לוין ציין שהמגמה היא פועל יוצא של עבודת המשרד, ושתרומת התיירים למשק מוערכת ב-12 מיליארד וחצי שקלים מתחילת השנה. התחזית חם מהרגיל עד שרבי בערים ובפנים הארץ עם עומסי חום כבדים ברוב האזורים. מחר דומה. אלה החדשות שעורך מירון ששון.
דברים קצת קשים, לא צריך לדאוג. שאלות בחיים שלא נותנות מנוח, מלחמות בעולם לא צריך לדאוג. דאגות על המחר קצת לא בטוח. השכנים מרעישים, לא צריך לדאוג. והלחץ בכבישים, אז תעצור לרגע. גם אם קשה לך, אל תעצור, תמשיך לרוץ. אם תיפול, אז תקום, לא קרה כלום. החיים הם מתנה, אז פשוט תגיד תודה על כל רגע בעולם. תסתכל רק על הטוב, את הצרות כבר תעזוב. רק השם נותן ורק השם לוקח, אז תשמח. רק תשמח, תגיד תודה וצא
Monday morning on this September the 11th, as we remember the uh, victims of 16 years ago today, my gosh. Friends, neighbors, people in the community, Americans uh, from all walks of life. 16 years ago today, if, uh, there are some people tuned in who are relatively unfamiliar with what happened 16 years ago today, believe it or not. Let's make sure to educate our children about how the enemy wants to destroy us and democracy and freedom on a regular basis. Uh, Monday morning, mostly sunny with a high temperature of 80 on the way to school and to work. And thanks for listening in to JM in the AM. A big thank you to those who uh, really appreciated our Jewish Unity Initiative on Thursday and Friday. Uh, tried to provide as much uh, programming and Facebook Live videos as possible from Houston to uh, convey what was going on. And a lot of very uh, satisfied people who um, felt we did a really good job down there. And that brought the story to the entire world, and I'm glad about that. Uh, don't forget, OU.org is one of the disaster relief funds. Our our hearts and our thoughts and our prayers and our wishes, of course, with the people now in Florida who are going through their own major challenge. Um, no doubt it'll take months of recovery there as well. So there are plenty of people uh, on this. Uh, there are plenty of people within our community and from without our community uh, to worry about, to care about, and to try to act for, uh, act on their behalf. 
uh, act in their interest. And um, I think that people ask me how Houston was, and uh, I was asked that question, I don't know, a thousand times over the weekend. And I said to see the, um, in our case, the Jewish community and people from all over the United States respond and be there for others was unbelievable. Unbelievable. In, in a job well done, well organized, so much work that needs to be to happen, so much money that needs to be collected, so many supplies that are needed, and just a great job, a great job. There are exceptions, of course, but uh, all in all, just a great job and a um, a wonderful response by the American Jewish community. Made, made us all very, very proud, to say the least. And, and a special shout-out to Rabbi Wolby. You know, it was um, almost impossible. I think we proved it was impossible <laughs> to rent a car down in Houston. <laughs> And uh, our very own Yoni Pollock and Rabbi Wolby uh, came through for us like crazy. And we thank them for that. And um, and again, our thoughts and prayers uh, with our friends and uh, family in Houston and, of course, with our friends and family down in Florida as well. Monday morning, it's JM in the AM, back to school, back to work. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to uh, keep us as the option for your morning uh, a commute every single day. Get into the habit. You can comment on our app and interact with us in that fashion. Let us know where you are, what you want to hear, etc., etc. I want to thank listener Yona who checked in earlier. Good morning from New York. Good morning from New York's boldest. He says he loved Sunday's interview. Thank you. I had a good time with Matis yesterday talking about uh, Houston and uh, our brand new season here at the Nahum Siegel Network. One of our listeners on the app says that that Leif Tahar has a 9/11 song. I gotta see. I gotta see which one that is. And um, and see if I can uh, get that on the air at some point. Here at JM in the AM. It is after all the anniversary of 9/11. Monday morning, plenty more coming up. This is a brand new one. It's called Sababa, Matt Dub at JM in the AM. Thank you. 
JM in the AM with Milah Kohn and Via Hafta. Sandy had Hineyamim Tovim, brand new from Anishar. Uh, Matt Dub had that Sababa single here at JM in the AM. Earlier, Lahodos was done by Eitan Freilech and Matanatova, brand new from uh, Levi Cohen off of the off of the um, album entitled uh, Nikudatova here at uh, JM in the AM. Good morning, everybody. Back from Houston, and uh, hope you um, were able to tune in during our Jewish Unity Initiative 5777 down there on Thursday and Friday. I think we made an impression, and we uh, certainly went ahead and um, highlighted the need down in Houston, Texas, for funds and for attention from American Jewry and really from World Jewry. It was uh, quite a journey and one that left um, a tremendous impression on all of us who went down. And I thank those who were tuned into the Facebook Live videos and really stayed with us all through the day on Thursday and Friday. Much appreciated. <clears throat> Congratulations, Mazal Tov, to Rabbi Dr. Ari Berman, his investiture at Yeshiva University, and uh, now uh, his term as the fifth uh, president in the history of Yeshiva University has begun. We wish him the very, very best. It was quite a speech, I must say. I really enjoyed it. Uh, really enjoyed his speech and really enjoyed Rabbi Dr. Jacob J. Schachter's introduction. Spectacular. Uh, so congratulations to Mark Wolf, the um, honorary chair of the event, and to everybody who uh, had a role in yesterday's uh, ceremony up at Yeshiva University. thought it was historic and uh, was glad I was able to catch a lot of it. I want to acknowledge the, um, the fact that last night Hatzalah here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan um, paid tribute to the memory of uh, Dave Weinberger, the wonderful David Weinberger, who passed away one year ago on Erev Yom Kippur. Well, it was ES-15, that's how he was known. Never a paramedic, but somebody who did so much, not only for Hatzalah, but so many other community organizations over his career. And was real for us, and those of you who, uh, who at times would listen to our evening radio broadcast, um, you might recall that we used to refer to him as our director of security. Because he was always, whenever we needed him for anything, he was there. He was around to always take care of things. Anyway, Uncle Dave was uh, remembered last night. So to Aunt Hetty and to the entire family, uh, what can I say? I'm glad that there was this recognition paid by Hatzalah of the uh, Lower East Side to the memory of David Weinberger, well-deserved, to say the least. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Rav Zebedev Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Gemara in Brochus tells us, Thunder was created only to straighten out the crookedness of the heart. We know that all the events that occur in the world have a moral implication and a message for our community. Certainly the thunder that resounded on that fateful day of September 11, 2001, roared with a number of profound lessons for our people. As we witnessed the icon of the financial world tumble down in moments, the words of the Novi struck a chord, Liakesev v'liazohov ne'um Hashem. To me is the silver, to me is the gold. We understood the absolute vulnerability of one of the strongest nations in the world. As the Pasuk says, The fear of the hour, in the uncertainty of the future, 
moved us to heartfelt prayer on behalf of all of Klal Yisrael as well as the entire world. We were compelled to do some deeper thinking of what is our purpose here in this world. The power of evil in the world was tangible and we realized that although the force of Yishmuel may seem dormant, it is certainly not vanquished. We can gain much inspiration from the heroes of 9-11, both those who survived and those who perished. The police force, the fire department, the rescue teams, Hatsala, Shoimrim, the other great organizations that pitched in when the world was in disarray. We remember those who were Nereg al Kiddush Hashem. Among those of our community, Igor Zuckelman, Daniel Lewin, Neil Levine, Mark Rosenberg, Jeffrey Schreier, Andrew Zucker, Nisanel Ilowitz. There were those that I had the privilege to know personally, Elio Furman, a father, beloved husband, model Balchesed, and Balmidos par excellence, Nancy Morgenstern, an accomplished young businesswoman, an accomplished athlete, who was marbekavod shemayim by always insisting on her own high standards of Shabbos and Kashrus. On my desk are two svarim. One is the scholarly work on halacha, and the other an English book of inspiration that have been published by Nancy's mishpacha. This is in addition to a koila l'neretz Yisrael, which was founded and has been dedicated in her name. Shimi Bigolizen, beloved husband, father, son, brother, and beloved friend to many. And Avremel Zelmanowitz, he lived a life of chesed and humility. When he said goodbye to his beloved brother in the morning, little did anyone know he was on his way to creating an outstanding Kiddush Hashem. He gave up his life for the safety and security of others. He refused to leave a disabled co-worker alone in the office on that day. He created a magnificent Kiddush Hashem. In talking about the heroes of 9-11, the President of the United States of America singled out Avremel as a symbol of brave courage. To be sure, after the occurrence of such a tragedy, the world will never be the same. Those who gave their life will never be forgotten. They were beloved and pleasant in their lifetime, and in their passing, they were not parted. The commentaries ask, what does it mean in their passing they were not parted? It is explained that when one dies al Kirush Hashem, he is considered to be on the level of a tzaddik. Tzaddikim, after their passing, are still called living. Secondly, because they were Mekadei Shem Shemaim, they sanctified God's name, their memory is sacred and will never depart from us. The Posuk in Kohela says, B'yoyim toiva ra'a Be pleased when everything goes well. However, in a time of misfortune, reflect. Medrash comments, reflect on how to do tshuva. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. 
J.M. and the A.M., I thank Rabbi Goldwasser for acknowledging September the 11th and reminding our community of the sacrifice that our community and so many others made on that day at the hands of those murderers who still till this day would love to eliminate freedom and democracy. Today, our, our Elul chauffeur blowing is um, sponsored by uh, a listener named Hillel Gersh, and I thank him. Uh, anybody who would like to sponsor our Elul Chauffeur Blowing or sponsor Morning Chizuk, go to fjbunity.org for details, FJB for Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, fjbunity.org. Uh, today's donation uh, is um, sponsoring our Chauffeur Blowing for today, Monday, September the 11th, in honor of the art site of uh, his grandfather, uh, Reb Louis Lerner, Harav Al-Yakim Chaim Ben Harav Yisrael Yaakov. Hey! 
J.M. and the A.M., Watch Over Me. That's the song alluded to earlier on this 9-11 broadcast. Monday morning, J.M. and the A.M., our Elul show for blowing before that. I want to thank Hillel Gersh and remember her, Aval Yochim Chaim, Ben Ravi Yisrael Yaakov, with our Elul show for blowing this morning. Someone pointed out we forgot Elul show for blowing in Houston on Friday. I apologize for that. We try to do it every single day, Sunday through Friday, until era of Rosh Hashanah, which means we'll do it through Tuesday of next week. The brand new year starts Wednesday night next week. Hard to believe. 58 degrees, mostly sunny, a high temperature of 80. Thanks for tuning in and being part of this radio experience, everybody. It is much appreciated. And a big thank you to those who are continuously uh, speaking about the uh, Houston trip and the Jewish Unity Initiative. It is much appreciated. Comment on our app. Feel free to comment on the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. You can do so right now. Go to the NSN app for Android and iPhone. You can comment on the home screen. As we speak, Avramel Avramfried is next. It's JM in the AM.
Sich dreist, ein Mensch darf mein Ei begsam, mich du kann ausnahm. Ein Mensch darf mein Ei begsam, aber kein Terze ist nicht, der einzigste ich bin nicht. Ich darf nicht, ich bin nicht, ich kenne mich mir nicht, doch was ich mach, mich mach nicht drin. In alle Halloken, in jedem Mucken, auch viele Bemucken, sie einig, als ich an mich meine. חבל על הזמן. 
losing hope Every day turns into night Standing like a statue Life is speeding by You're walking on the runway When you know that you can fly Shake it off, let it go The world keeps turning, don't you know You can laugh, you can cry But don't let it pass you by <laughs>
J.M. in the A.M. Soro Tovod from Ohad. You know the rumor. The rumor is that Ohad's going to be in the U.S. Uh, coming up on um, Cholamoid Sukkis. That's the rumor. In fact, I'm looking for the official flyer that I believe is now final. I believe that they've released all the information, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and we'll give you all that information, of course, as we get closer and closer. Yaakov Shweki, Chaval Azman, Levi Cohen, Bim Makoim. From the Kuda Tova before that, Navreim Ladachim Banefesh here at JMNAM. 8 o'clock in the morning. It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. By the way, I want to take this opportunity and wish a very special Mazel Tov. We have some incredible friends and um, listeners out there. Um, here at JM in the AM. And I take this opportunity to wish the Listman and Lauer families a major mazel tov. Avital Listman and David Lauer are a very recently engaged couple. And to Orly and Michael Listman and to Aliza and Avi Lauer, a very special mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. And I hope that Avi's uh, in his car, tuned in as he heads up to Washington Heights. And they're glad we could share this simcha with the world. So Mazal Tov going out to uh, Avital Listman, David Lauer, from all of us here at JM in the AM. And as I said, a recently engaged couple, Mazal Tov, on the wonderful occasion. 
More coming up. JM in the AM with um, Eighth Day. Strangers raising flags Seen you dressed in ashen rags Seen them all turn around Just like you I hold my ground But I stand quiet, I stand still Like a rock throughout the ages I'm just a stone from your home I'm Jerusalem Stone And I've waited all this time See you in this land of mine And I've waited through the ugliness and grime See you in this land of mine
J.M. and the A.M. Imesh Kachech, done by Aryeh Kunstler. Before that, you heard Jerusalem Stone. That was Eighth Day. And why the Jerusalem references right now? Well, we love playing Jerusalem songs, obviously. But we heard a piece of news <clears throat> about one of our great rabbinic leaders. And we heard this news. We asked if he would join us on the air for a Mazel Tov wish and a little bit of a discussion about Jerusalem and the Holy Land. Rabbi Shmuel Golden has served as spiritual leader of Congregation Avas Torah in uh, Englewood, New Jersey for the past uh, 33 years. And tomorrow, based on the rumors that our friends at Nefesh Benefesh are spreading, <laughs> tomorrow Rabbi Golden is making Aliyah. After all the incredible accolades, after all the uh, uh, positions he's held, uh, the awards that he's been presented, the books that he's written, the tributes to both him and his synagogue for being one of the most effective and the largest congregations in the United States. Uh, it seems tomorrow is the day that Rabbi Golden is heading to Israel. Rabbi Shmuel Golden, a pleasure and honor to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Malcolm. Really, thanks for those beautiful words. How are you? Uh, Baruch Hashem. I mean, I can only imagine the excitement that you're feeling at this point. Wow. <laughs> It's it's a it's it's a roller coaster. It's uh, it's really tremendously exciting. It's moving. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's hard to leave. Uh, we have kids here. We have kids there, and friends here and friends there. But uh, my wife has had this dream for years, and uh, she's right. It's time for us to go. Uh, will I mean we we did the Yerushalayim theme for you, but I don't know where the destination is. Will it be Jerusalem or somewhere else in Israel? It will be Yerushalayim, thank God. Yes, and, that's the plan. And tomorrow's the day, correct? That is correct. That's correct. Um, do you um, have you used this as an opportunity? And I'm this is not a a judgment. This is a curiosity. Have you used this as an opportunity over the last year or two, as long as this plan has been you know in full swing? Uh, to discuss the topic of Aliyah with your congregation, or uh, would they have preferred, or you would you have preferred not to have? Actually, it's 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 interesting. It's something I've always spoken about with the congregation on some level, and certainly 
they've they're very proud of it um and they they understand that for on a on a philosophical level this is the place to be and and where to go it it's hard for some people to do so and hard for many any of us to do so it was uh it took us these 40 years of the rabbinate to get there <laughs> but uh we've spoken about it they know how deeply we feel about it and it's very exciting it's yeah. very exciting and and it, it's been an opportunity it's been a teaching opportunity for the community as well no Rabbi, question about it Rabbi Shmuel Golden is with us Aliyah day is tomorrow for him um I, I'm, I'm glad you said that the difficulties were you know family and friends and splitting yourselves between two parts of the world that I get uh it I would hope that would mean that the nefesh benefesh process is a lot easier than you thought it would be Nefesh Benefesh does a wonderful job, and I don't know if they've, they've told you that they've, they've made my aliyah even much more meaningful because they've offered me a position now. Are you serious? Yes, I'm going to be a rabbinic senior senior scholar for Nefesh Benefesh. Oh, is that uh, wonderful? Part time position, but it's a a position that that it, it really when they came to me, I just said, "Wow, <laughs> this is this is what I want to do." They wow. they're interested now. Um, they're recognizing that not only should their uh, push be towards Aliyah, which of course is their ultimate goal and our ultimate goal, but also to rec- we're recognizing that um, Zionism and uh, the passion for Zionism in the States is something that needs a little bit of reinvigoration. Right. So they've asked me to head a, a project where I'll be coming back to the States as scholar and residence periodically and working with rabbis and other organizations. We don't own this. This is something that we're really looking at a, as, a, as a very broad project to try to figure out how we can bring back some of the passion. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I, I hope this doesn't displace me since I'm staying here. I don't, I don't know if I'm still a legitimate Aliyah ambassador or not. Well, You're... that's part of, the, part, of, part of the goal is to try to define what does it mean to be a Zionist and still be here for now, still right. be in the States for now. So you're the real deal, Rabbi Golden. You're not playing games here. <laughs> oh, no, this is, a, this, is, this is, you know what, it's, it's, it's natural. It's natural when we think about it for the passion uh, uh, over generations to, to dissipate a bit. You know, right. the, I remember, you remember, we remember the Six-Day War. We remember our parents remember the birth of the State of Israel, all of that. And we sometimes assume that our kids and the next generations are are starting where we started and that's not the case and we have to figure out we have to be we have to be intentional here we have to figure out what are we going to do to make a difference what are we going to do to try to really think about the question of zionism the question of, of israel and what does it mean to be a diaspora community and at the same time really really be zionists and how and then ultimately, hopefully, many of us will go on Aliyah. But until then, what does it mean? And how does it change? How does the existence of the state of Israel change our lives on a on a on a positive and practical level in in on a, in our daily lives? Very important questions. Rabbi Shmuel Golden's with us. Been the spiritual leader at Avas Torah, the the historic and amazing synagogue, extremely active synagogue in Englewood, New Jersey, for the past thirty three years. Makes Aliyah tomorrow. Assuming a position, as you just heard, with Nefesh Benefesh, which means, yes, there is good news we can report on this September the 11th. Rabbi Golden will be um, uh, will be uh, assuming a position with Nefesh Benefesh, uh, which will take him uh, not only well, which will not only have him working in Israel for the cause, but as you heard, he'll be traveling to the U.S. as well. Two questions for you, Rabbi. First of all, I mean, y- you look at the list, 
And this is one of the reasons I didn't read the entire bio on the air because the list is so voluminous. IBC, JSS as instructor, uh, as a Rebbe, past president of the Rebuilt Council of America, uh, RCBC, UJA, Yeshiva University, uh, I mean, Sinai. I, I could go through the list. You know, so many, so many organizations, so many different things, so many wonderful influences you've had, plus, of course, the synagogue. I mean, I, I, I know that when one, that very often, uh, when one closes out a chapter of their career, they might have some regrets, some of the things that they, you know, sought to do that didn't get done. As you look back, are you looking at this the way we are, that you've had one fabulous career? You know what? It's, it, it's, it's so interesting. Uh, those who know me know that, uh, that <laughs> I'm not going to go into my, 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 my psychology here, but I, I always <laughs> suffer from a bit, a bit of an inferiority complex. I'm always trying to, and it pushes me. And the truth is that on a personal level, of course, there are things that I would have wanted to do uh, and places I would have wanted to take my community and, and, and um, things I would have wanted to teach and, and to get done that just never did get done. And periodically throughout all of these years, you know, I, I've sat and said, you know, did, I, did we really succeed? Did we change the community? Did we move it? These past, this past year and a half, though, has been such a wonderful process because I... I, I really didn't want to leave. <laughs> I was ready to stay a couple more years. Right. My wife pushed it. She said, it's time. You've reached, you, you know, leave leave while mo-, my kids say, leave while most of them still want you to stay. And because that happened, I had the opportunity to hear from people in the community how much our shared journey meant. And I was able to begin to, to take in what we've what we've been able to do. One of the, One of the most beautiful accomplishments, I think, of our community is that we are extremely diverse, extremely varied. We have numerous types of, not just minyanim, but types of minyanim in the shul. Right. And we all stayed together, and we worked together. And I think that the, communi- the community had a, had a chance not just to acknowledge my contribution and my wife's contribution, but the community had a chance over this last year and a half to take a look and say, look at what we've done together. And, and that's really been very beautiful. It's been really heartwarming. So oh. that's helping a bit. It's not easy to leave. It's not easy to leave when you define yourself by a certain position and, and a certain role for so long. But um, it's been beautiful. And I'm leaving uh, and, and I'm leaving the show in the hands of my associate rabbi, Rabbi Pupko. That was my next question, if you're leaving it in good hands. Yes, yes. Uh, he's been with us for 13 years. He started wow. as a rabbinic intern. He became an assistant rabbi and then the associate rabbi. And, and the show... You know, went through a process, decided, uh, you know, it wasn't a, wasn't a foregone conclusion, but made, I believe, the absolute, absolutely right decision. And, and Rabbi Popko is taking over. And it's, I think, again, we're, I'm proud of this. I think we could write the book, and we had the help of Rabbi Schwartzberg at YU and others, and, and, and the lay leadership of my synagogue really worked hard on this. And we were able to make a seamless transition that uh, everyone could celebrate. Phenomenal. Mazal tov to you, to Thank your you. wife, to your family. It is uh, pretty amazing. Rabbi Shmuel Golden leaves tomorrow on his Aliyah flight, a shining example among uh, among Jewish leadership in this country. Thank you. That the future of the Jewish peoples in the state of Israel. Rabbi Golden, we look forward to seeing you in Yerushalayim. Yeah. 
Nachum, thank you, and continue to do your wonderful work. And you know, it's it's amazing what you do for us. So. Greatly appreciate. Hey, spread the word in Jerusalem that we'll, people should listen in. We'll do that. We'll <laughs> do you. that. Absolutely. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you, and Mazal Tov. speaking to you again. Thanks. Bezrat Hashem. Shmuel Golden here at JM in the AM. Ani otzer achshav lachshov כמה פעמים אמרתי תודה בחסדך אתה ליווית אותי גם כשהכל היה חשוך ונורא לא התייאשתי וידעתי שיש לי תמיד על מי לסמוך והתפללתי האמנתי שגם אם אצולות אותי Thank you. 
J.M. in the A.M. Adon Alam, that's done by the Moshav Band. Uh, before that, you heard the uh, Amr Madar selection entitled Ein Od Milvado. I want to thank uh, Rabbi Golden again for joining us. A lot of great Houston reaction. Uh, printed out some of the emails we've gotten from listeners. Greatly appreciated. Thank you. It was an amazing Jewish Unity Initiative. Our chairman, uh, Simon Jacob, is visiting us this morning. He's going to join us in our next conversation. But he's beaming with pride as well that we had a successful trip down there, thank God. And yes, he and many others have mentioned the word Florida uh, to us over the last couple of days. We'll see what happens in terms of our communities down there in the Sunshine State. want to remind you that the next live edition of The Israel Show happens at 9 o'clock this morning. In July of 1962, Mossad agent Svi Aharoni reported from Brazil that his team had found Joseph Mengele, the infamous Nazi officer known to the Jews of Auschwitz as the Angel of Death. The stunning reply from Mossad headquarters, don't pursue the matter any further. After decades of secrecy, the Mossad's Mengele file has been revealed. The Israel Show explores the Mossad's 30-year on-again, off-again search for Mengele and the surprising ending that no one saw coming. That's all happening on the Israel Show coming up at 9 o'clock. Plus, of course, Mayor will debut great brand new music. Make sure to follow the uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. Uh, with us in our studio, we have a um, a visitor from Israel who is responsible for one of the uh, 
incredible wineries of Israel. One of the things we've pointed out over the last months and years is how many amazing wineries there are in Israel. And today, Yehuda Nahar is here. Yehuda Nahar is here from Israel's Jezreel Winery, J-E-Z-R-E-E-L. And we get an opportunity to explore um, the impact of the Jezreel Winery on the kosher wine scene. Yehuda Nahar, shalom. Welcome to JM in the AM. Shalom. How are you, you, sir? Very good, thank you. Enjoying your visit to the United States, I hope. It's always amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how uh, how how old, or I should say, when was the Jezreel Winery founded? So we founded the winery at uh, 2012, uh, meaning we're at the uh, sixth uh, harvest right now, and uh, yeah, so it's about six years. All right, the winery is six years old, and uh, what kind of impact have you had on the Israeli wine scene? Um, so I think it's pretty meaningful, actually, because we're doing unique stuff uh, that is different and that had, uh, has a deep statement uh, about a wine industry in Israel. So we're focusing on, on making wine that will have a deep connection to Israel um, by variety, variety, varieties. Uh, Varietals. Uh, Varietals, sorry. Good morning, Simon Jacob. Good morning, yeah. good morning, good morning. <laughs> you know, I just want to mention that Yehuda is an incredibly special person. Um, not only is he a winemaker and one of the most creative winemakers in Israel right now, but he's also uh, the CEO of the uh, winery, which right. is very unusual because usually winemakers, are their heads are up in the clouds or in, in test tubes. Um, and he is uh, very business business oriented, as well as being a head up in the clouds and test tubes, uh, looking at you know different varietals, special varietals. But let him talk. About how did you first meet, Simon? Um, you know, I, how did we first meet? <laughs> <laughs> it was a while ago. Yeah, but yeah. it went so deep, so we just forgot the. <laughs> you forgot the roots, huh? Yeah, we actually right. tasted wine together with Jay. Right what on. was Yehuda Nahar doing before he was running a winery? So I was in, uh, you can say, agriculture uh, in general. I was uh, growing uh, vegetables uh, in private gardens. I had a landscaping company. And uh, I was always looking for the connection between um, agriculture and, um, and the customer, how to, how to connect the two. And uh, wine is actually the, was for me a very natural next step of uh, doing it to grow something and to make a product that people can really enjoy. And that's how it began, huh? Yeah, that's how it began. So what's the first step? And we have Jay standing by, we'll get to him. What, what's the first step? You say to yourself, okay, I now want to be a winery. What happens? Where yeah. does it begin? So uh, I, I went uh, learning uh, winemaking at the uh, high college in, uh, in Israel. Right. And something bothers me all the time. Um, that I was visiting a lot of winery in Israel, and I think that there's amazing wines coming from Israel. But I was always looking for the connection to the place, and I have like this uh, subject in my mind all the time. If someone is making a very, very good Cabernet Sauvignon in Israel, and another person is actually drinking it, for example, in the States, right, right here. In New York. In New York, yeah. and he's enjoying the wine. Mm -hmm. right? What does it really mean about Israel? Where is the connection? And I wanted to make wines that I will know for sure that when people are enjoying them, they will feel something going on in their heart, in their head, and it will create an, a sensational uh, connection to Israel. They will taste Israel. 
Exactly. So I was looking for the, the right varietals uh, to use and the right style of wine that will match Israeli food, Mediterranean food. Uh. And I found the most important varietal for me, which is the Argaman. This is a true Israeli varietal that no one else has almost used in Israel, which is for me kind of ridiculous because we have one grape who can make wine and say this is 100% Israeli wine. So I took this grape and we made a lot of effort to learn how to make um, high quality wines from it. And so far, I'm very happy. So far, so result. good. Yeah. This so is why I love Ar this guy. Argaman, I assume, is a Hebrew word. Yeah. And it w and it's called what in English? Do we have an English translation for Argaman? Is well, there a, a reference in English? No, it, it, Argaman is a, is, a, is a kind of red. Right. It's a very... It's a color. Yeah, it's a very deep red. Right. And has this color, intense red. And this grape is actually amazing because... It is very suitable for a hot climate, mm -hmm. meaning when we grow it, we get um, uh, the ripe flavors, the fruit, and it keeps the acidity and it stays fresh. Right. And so then you can get a fresh wine from a hot climate, which is something you will never get from Cabernet Sauvignon that will always be a little bit more heavier and intense. How hot does Amek Israel get? Well, I think all of Israel is pretty <laughs> yeah, hot, Yeah, that's right? true. <laughs> 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 but are there days that are 40 degrees centigrade there or not? Uh, not really. Okay. It's pretty moderate. Yeah. Uh, well, the one and only, uh, the world's number one kosher wine sommelier is with us live via telephone. That would be the one and only Jay Bookspam. Good morning, Jay. Good morning. How are you? I, first, let me apologize. I, I knew that it was, you know, without traffic, it's a half an hour. So I gave myself three times that, hmm. and, and I, I still see that it's, it's, I'm going to need more than that to get in. So I apologize for not being there, Yehuda, and to all the listeners, especially my good friend Simon as well. Well, Jay, we have to apologize then for moving to New York, because the uh, Long Island and Queens people are thrilled with the move, but it sounds like you New Jersey people are not thrilled with the move. Not happening. <laughs> not happening. Yeah, actually, your, your move, period, is just been a wonderful upgrade for Old Network. Well, I appreciate that, but geographically, you'd prefer if we were closer to your house. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you remind me of when I was a kid, and we used to date, and we used to say, no, we can't go out with her because she's GU. Right. You know what GU means? Geographically undesirable. Correct. <laughs> a, shock, a shock that I remember those days. Jay, did you, did you hear the... Uh, did you hear one of the unique things about Jezreel wines, this Argaman, this deep red that Yehuda just described on the air? Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, most people associate the word argaman with the color purple. Ah, okay. Um, I, I, he's, you know, I'm glad that there was some clarification that it's really a, a really rich, deep red. Right. Originally, as I understand it, you would, and correct me if I'm wrong, originally that wine was developed or that grape was developed in Israel to give color, only color, uh -huh. to, um, to various wines that weren't as colorful as they would like them to be. So it was used as an adjunct, almost as an ingredient. Uh, you know, to enhance other wines. But yeah, right. over the years, because some of the oldest vines in Israel are, frankly, Argaman, talking about 30, 40 years old right. in some cases, they have, thank Yehuda, and a small cadre of, small group of others, they've really, you know, kind of been careful about how to make great wine on its own. Yehuda, um, 
Yehuda Nahar in studio from the Jezreel Winery. Simon Jacob, of course, one of our wine experts is with us. And Jay Booksbaum, the wine expert, is with us live via telephone. Okay, Yehuda, how many bottles? How many varieties? What what type of uh, of um, of selection do people have when they want to get some Jezreel Winery into their home? So uh, we produce uh, right now about between fifty and 60,000 bottles a No, year. I, I mean what type? How many different varieties? There's, people- um, there's the Algaman, right. which we make. Uh, there's Kalinian which is also an uh, historic uh, varietal in Israel, originally planted uh, by Baron Rothschild wow. and did some kind of a um, comeback uh, to the high-end wine industry uh, lately. And there's a Syrah, which is also uh, a Mediterranean grape uh, from the Rhone area in France uh, originally. Um, so we're focusing on these three. We make rosé from them, and there's a blend of the three uh, together, which is called Adumim. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we write in English, but meaning uh, reds. Right, many reds. Yeah, many reds. <laughs> and there's also um, a single varietal wine from each one of them, Carignan, Syrah, and uh, Algaman. Um, are they all available in the United States? Uh, yeah. yeah. Jay, uh, as I always ask you, give us the availability scale for the Jezreel Winery here in the U.S. Well, except for the Argaman, which is completely sold out, Wow. Hood, you can tell me when you're going to get me some more. <laughs> All the others are currently available in most of the retail shops that you're uh, familiar with in your local communities. Uh, the kosher ones, certainly. And you can also get them online. You can search them online. I want to mention one other thing. Sure. One other unique quality. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Simon, actually, about this last night. <laughs> when you have people that come back from Spain or from Italy or from New Zealand or from... Wherever they're going, you know, they, they say, boy, I was at a restaurant and I had this local wine. It was nothing like it. And it was, you know, it was 20 bucks and it was amazing. And it was made from the local grapes and people flip out over the local wines. Now, when you come from Israel, even though fine wine people say, oh, man, I was in Israel and I had a, a Cabernet there. Or I had a Chardonnay there. Or I had a Merlot there. What, what Yehuda his great credit and you know the people that are behind him is trying to do is trying to evoke exactly what people who travel to italy feel when they come back or to spain or to they use the local grapes they express the local terroir and they express the local sense of the place and that's what terroir is the sense of the place so that's totally unique well almost totally unique to yehuda and his crew there are one or two other wineries that are attempting to do the same, but it's really exciting to be able to have that kind of reflection in the wine glass itself. Nice. It's called Yekev Emek Yisrael, Jezreel Valley Winery. You can go to the web, jezreelwinery.com, J-E-Z-R-E-E-L, winery.com. There is, I noticed, a VIP club. People outside of Israel could join that as well, right? Yeah, sure. So you could join that right there online. You could also order wine directly from the site, and as Jay mentioned, uh, the retail stores that we're used to in New York and New Jersey, and certainly all across the country, as you hear us in different cities around the U.S., uh, the larger stores certainly are going to be carrying the uh, varieties of Jezreel wine. You can check it out. Jay, we're just the days away from Rosh Hashanah. I know it's hard to believe. It's like sneaking up on everybody, but we're 10 days away from the brand new year. Are you noticing a tremendous uptick among the retail stores in terms of kosher wine purchases right now? Yes, actually, um you know, someone asked me yesterday, uh, you know, are you finished? Meaning, you know, are you done with your business? And the answer is no. We, thank God, um, 
sales are, are very quite robust. Uh, people are more interested than ever in more interesting and various wines. And uh, we're actually planning now for, believe it or not, you're going to flip out when I tell you this, I'm actually planning now for Pesach. <laughs> well, that doesn't surprise me, frankly. Yeah. I assume all your wines are Kushla Pesach. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's not, not unusual for you to be six months in advance of the uh, of the holiday. Well, right? not only that, if you look at South America as an example, which is what I, you know, one of the big areas of my responsibility, right. you know, they've got to ship their Pesach wines and foods by November, December at the latest, if they're going to have it in time for a month or firm, which is when they need it. Right. So, you know, it's now September, so we got to get them together for it. So there you go. Jezreel Valley yeah. Winery is a boutique winery dedicated to true Israeli winemaking. The sun-loving varietals and the winemaking style reflect a new world of original Israeli wine. You can check it out at jezreelwinery.com. Have you visited some of these stores while you're here? Yeah, sure. This is what I'm doing here right and, now. And yeah. people are enjoying it? You give them an opportunity yeah, to... Yeah, uh, I have like a good chance to, to visit uh, the places, the retailers, uh, to do some wine tastings, right. uh, some events. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Yehuda, I'm going to let you in on a secret. I've, speaking with, I've been speaking with Jay for the last 20 years over the radio. <laughs> and one of the things we do before every Chag, and certainly before Rosh Hashanah, is to encourage people to have at least one bottle of Israeli wine on their table as they go and there are a lot of great wines out there you know it there are a lot of yeah. wonderful wines in fact Jay's affiliated with a company that makes wines in the United States as well oh yeah so there are a lot yeah, you didn't know that yeah that's Jay, a big surprise <laughs> Jay, Jay's affiliated with a company that has wine on all seven continents if there was an eighth continent they'd have that as well <laughs> so um but nonetheless as dedicated as Jay and his company is to wines that might be made outside of Israel we try to encourage people to have at least one bottle take a case from your from your local retailer of Israeli wine, yeah. and enjoy it. And this is obviously a great suggestion. So I hope that our listeners will listen and uh, and get some Jezreel Winery wines on their table this Rosh Hashanah. You know, as a cons- as a consumer and not as somebody who's selling wine here, I just want to tell you that the Carignan will knock your socks off. That's if the one. If you're going to try one, um, if you know, it's just amazing. It's really special, and there isn't anybody I know who's tasted it who hasn't just. You know, just hasn't said, wow. All right, that's spelled C-A-R-I-G-N-A-N. It's elegant, well-balanced Carignan, as Simon just said. comes from an old vineyard that naturally produces very low, concentrated yields of quality grapes, aged for 22 months in oak barrels. This wine has notes of strawberry and herbs and a long, pleasant finish. Jay, are you also on the Carignan bandwagon? I am, um... If you can get, if you can find a bottle of Argamon, you should do that. But yes, I got a question yes, for Yehuda, and this is newsworthy a yeah. question. Go right ahead, sir. Yehuda, it is now, uh, as I understand it, some people last night even were picking grapes in the vineyards in Israel. Uh, can you tell me about how the vineyards and this vintage looks for 2017? Do you have any feedback from the field? I mean, you're not there, but and you know, how's that all working out? Yeah, well. You can't say I'm not there. I'm just a few, a few, a few days away, of course. Um, but uh, it looks pretty nice this year. Uh, the weather was very stable. It was hot, but it was very stable uh, with not much changes. And when we get this kind of weather in Israel, then all the um, all the process in the vineyard is just taking its time, and and it's good. When we have like. Um, 
weather that is a little bit crazy it's like very very hot then it gets colder then it's very very hot so we get confused and and the grapes react but when the when the weather is like um relaxed and calm it's pretty the same for the all important two months then the results are pretty interesting um we can keep uh, acidity which is very important uh, in the grapes and so far it looks pretty amazing i have to say now one second all you wine experts help me out here so right now any bottle i would buy would be a 2016 that would be the latest vintage and now jay's no. what would it be 2015 14. no 2014 14. from israel 14. because yeah. we don't bring in 15. you know 15 was a sneaky year right so we so won't red. so when you when you just said how does 2017 look that bottle will hit our market how long from now if it's a white or a rosé then i hopefully uh, you will get it by Pesach. But this if, coming Pesach. Oh, yeah. I don't but, know about that. But, but if uh, if we're talking about the res, then take two years at least. Man. Yeah. Jay, are you arguing with the winery uh, head himself? Is that what you're doing here, Jay? <laughs> if if, if uh, Yehuda will deliver me a rosé before Pesach, I will kiss him in public. <laughs> well, I, 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 can pr- I, I can promise an algoman. I will make my best for, for a rosé. I think for that incentive alone, Jay, he's going to be trying very hard. <laughs> no, maybe for that incentive he won't. <laughs> All right, check it out, everybody. JezreelWinery.com. J-E-Z-R-E-E-L Winery.com. You can walk in and ask your retailer about Jezreel Wines and check them out before Rosh Hashanah. Uh, make sure that uh, uh, the recommendations, and believe me, uh, from uh, what Jay has told us and what Simon has uh, testified, they're all great, but uh, between the two of them, we've had two big recommendations, one the Argaman and one the Carignan, which you should check out, C-A-R-I-G-N-A-N, and enjoy. Jay Booksbaum, uh, Kosher Wine Sommelier, number one on planet Earth. Is there something you'd like to add to this conversation? Just thank you, Nachum, for being Nachum and the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you. And I have to tell you, and thank you, Yehuda, for, you know, just making the great wines and expressing the taste of the place of Israel, the terroir of Israel, through your wines and winery. And, of course, thank you to my really, really dear friend who, without him and the thousands of others that are just plain wine freaks, I wouldn't be able to pay tuition. (laughs) (laughs) Simon, you've upheld the Booksbound family, according to Jay. (laughs) Jay, you're the best. Thank you, and Shana Tova to you. Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Are you intimidated when you want to start a winery six years ago and you realize that there are hundreds of boutique wineries already in Israel? Is that intimidating where you say, oh, my gosh, maybe the market is just so full, there's no room for me out there? Well... First of all, you need to know that I'm Israeli. <laughs> that's so one explanation. That's one explanation, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but um, I was intimidated um, just to the point where I, I wasn't sure what bothers me and what I need to do, what I want to do that will be different. But at the second, when I just knew that there is something that is unexplored at all and that is very important, uh, to do, then then I'm I'm on a mission, so I'm relaxed. I'm just doing the job. It is shocking to me that more young um, uh, winery dreamers don't say to themselves, "There are so many bottles out there, and such a large market that's so saturated. I- I'm taking a tremendous risk trying to dive into this market and, and make a name for myself." I can't say I wasn't afraid. I still am. 
but you know it's exciting it's exciting to to go into a, an area and place that is is you don't know what is the path you need to go through you just know it will be a, a huge challenge right but when it drives you on then then it's amazing and i enjoy every day I'm, i just i feel so fortunate that i can actually do wine make wine in israel and be here with you yeah. in new york talking about it there's i mean that's the best for me enjoying every day i know exactly what that's all about yeah. uh what city are you located in officially your headquarters are where in israel we're, we're at the uh, hanaton that's what it's called in Emek Israel. Yeah, in Emek Israel, no, northern part of uh, of uh, of the right. Desert so Valley, it, 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 it's how long of a drive from where, from a city that I'd be familiar with? Uh, if you take Haifa, for example, yeah. it's twenty minutes. Uh huh. Twenty minutes east, I guess. Yeah. Right. Uh, an hour fifteen right. from Tel Aviv. Right. It's not so far from yeah, the center. I got, I got yeah. It. Is there a visitor center yet? Is there a place for people to come visit you, or you haven't set that up yet? No, no, we set it up. Oh, you have it? There. Yeah, we That's have wonderful. a visitor It's a small visitor center. It's not like a project, not something right. touristic, but you will get a very personal uh, welcome uh, when you come. And, and people come, and, you know, I, I can say something about it. Uh, one of the visions that uh, we had uh, at the beginning was to use wine to create a bridge between us and and people all over the world right mainly from our people jewish and when i have people coming from the states with a story that they had a jezreel wine <laughs> and it was so good they wanted to visit the winery themselves and and they come there and they shake my hand i'm just i'm so excited about it There's it's a good best. feeling yeah that's amazing for me Unbelievable. Aside from the U.S., there are a lot of other countries where your wines are uh, heading? Or, uh, yeah, sure. We, we export to, to Canada, to France, Belgium, uh, to the U.K., to Switzerland. Um, wow. Hopefully soon South America. Very nice. Um, yeah, and you know, wh when I had the, that vision that we should do uh, like original Israeli wines, um, I knew at the same time that it has to be a world-class level wine it can't be just israeli wine and i can actually tell you that the carignan is the first israeli and kosher wine to get into a three michelin star restaurant in france so that is like the proof for a winemaker that it shows well nice Nachum, yeah. you would like it yeah you would like it i'd be a carignan fan you would be all right next time we have dinner simon you're on we're trying it you're on Karinyan is one of them. Go to JezreelWinery.com for more information. Our thanks to Yehuda Nahar, Yehuda Tadaraba. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Simon. Pleasure. Shana Tovah Mutukah. Shana Tovah Mutukah. Heading back to Jerusalem. Too. When are you heading back? Mirza uh, Shem Sunday, but I'm going to try to surprise my wife and go Thursday night, but we'll see what happens. Well, now that it's on the air, I don't know if it'll be a surprise. I'm going you know. to <laughs> wave you on the air. I'm coming from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> um, all I could do is say thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you for all your pleasure. encouragement, your support, and uh, uh, people down in Houston had a big smile on their face when we left, and not because we were leaving. Yeah. So <laughs> you should know that. Yehuda Nahar of the Jezreel Winery. Go to JezreelWinery.com, J-E-Z-R-E-E-L Winery.com. Another interesting guest from Israel for us right here at JM in the AM.
מסתכל מהחלון, רואה את האנשים הולכים רצים, חיים את החיים. וכולם שונים, מגוונים ולא דומים, אבל רוצים תמיד להיות בסדר. יוצא אל הרחוב ומקרוב אני פוגש את העיניים, את המבט. וכולם שונים, מגוונים, אבל עדיין בתוך כולם יש נקודה אחת. הנקודה הטובה, הנקודה היפה. הניצוץ הקטן שבלב כל יהודי לאהוב ולתת לשני באמת הפינה החמה בלבך ובליבי תחפש אל תפספס את הכי יפה שיש תנסה ותגלה שלא צריך להתבייש החומות תמיד נופלות Achenu Yisrael and Achenu Mechem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wrapping things up with Mordechai Shapiro's Machar and then Levi Cohen, brand new from his brand new album here at JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for our special guests. And uh, plenty more coming up. Don't forget the Israel show is next. Mayor Weingarten will analyze what happened when the Mossad agent in 1962 informed the Mossad that they had found Mengele. And the reply was, don't pursue the matter any further. He will discuss all of this as the Mossad's Mengele file has been revealed. The Israel show will explore all of this coming up next right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. By the way, Yoni Pollack with After Further Review coming up at 10 o'clock. Uh, our sports show. And then at 11 o'clock, David Lichtenstein on headlines with a very interesting discussion about the Satmar attitude towards Zionism. I strongly recommend you listen to it. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.